Welcome to the Lake Point Church Weekend Messages Podcast. Thanks for joining us to hear the latest sermons happening at our church. We pray that God speaks to you in a timely way through this message. And if you're encouraged by this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share it to help get the word out. You can find more digital content to feed your faith and our other podcasts by visiting lakepoint.church/digital. Now, let's tune into the message for today. Hey, Lake Point family, it's great to be with you today. You know, this is kind of an interesting time of the year. It's like spring training for baseball. Hope springs eternal. And we begin to have these great aspirations about being a better version of ourselves. And yet it's not too far into the calendar year that we begin to fall back into the same old ruts and we're less than what we know God wants us to be. So what is the answer to that? You know, it was the 16th century uh, poet and playwright by the name of John Drayden who said, we make our habits and then our habits make us. You know, as believers, we believe that there's important holy habits, what we call spiritual disciplines that make all the difference in the world. Things like gathering together to worship, uh, reading the Bible, praying. And yet I want us to look today at maybe um, a holy habit that you haven't thought about uh, ever And for some of you, you haven't thought about it in a while. It actually is the first spiritual discipline in the history of man. Bible tells us in the book of Genesis that every day, the first man and the first woman walked with God in the garden in the cool of the day. And so the very first spiritual discipline was simply walking with God. In fact, it is that which we lost when Adam and Eve sinned. They were cast out of the garden. They can no longer walk with God in the cool of the day. And it was that very thing that Jesus came and died to purchase back for us. And that's the privilege to walk with God every day. You know, walking's kind of a funny thing. We we celebrate it when our firstborn takes their first step. You remember that? You were hoping you would be at home or at least somebody would have a phone camera when that first step was taken. We have a great celebration. But from that moment on, we tried to avoid walking. Isn't that crazy? I mean, we like go to the grocery store or we go to the mall and we drive around and around because heaven forbid that we should have a parking space where we actually have to walk from our car any kind of distance to to our destination. What's really funny is when I see people doing this at the fitness center and they try to find a close in parking space so they won't have to walk very far to get into shape, to get on the treadmill, to run. Uh, And then we not only try to avoid having to walk a distance, but we want to find some way to get where we want to get to even faster. Uh, See, we want uh, more money. We want uh, more notoriety. We want more customers. uh, We want more experiences. And more means faster. And so we begin this life, this hectic life that John Mark Comer talks about, the disease he calls the hurried disease. And and we fall into that. I remember when I was in college, I was uh, going to speak for a youth event that was in Odessa, Texas, far west Texas. And I was going to school in Abilene, Texas. And I got up early that morning and uh, I started driving and I didn't, I was really on time, but I wanted to get there faster for some reason. It was just a part of the way that I was thinking. And uh, on my way, I got stopped by a policeman on that highway from Abilene to Odessa, and I was going 95 in a 60. And uh, he wrote me up with a ticket, and as a college student, that was really painful. 
And then I went ahead and did the event and I was going back to college and I got caught speeding on the way back by the same policeman going the same speed. That's how sick I was at that time in my life about having to hurry somewhere, even though I didn't have a very good reason to hurry. And many times we find ourselves hurrying from place to place. You know, the pace of life is important. If you look at science, science tells us that the average person walks three miles per hour. Now, I would say that Adam and Eve were probably the average man and woman because they were the first man and woman. So they, we know they walked probably the same pace that an average person walks today, three miles per hour. That means that God walks three miles per hour because he walked with them every day before the fall. So now think with me about that. If you're walking faster than three miles per hour, you're getting ahead of God. And that's what happens in our life many times is we get ahead of God and we arrive to our destination early or at least on time. And then we ask God to bless what we're involved in and what we're doing. And the problem was we got ahead of our God. Uh, my suggestion as we begin this new year is that we begin a new holy habit. And that is to slow down enough about three miles per hour and simply walk with God. Uh, there was a time in my ministry where people would say, hey, let's go on a prayer walk. Let's go to this town where we're going to plant a church or let's go to this new neighborhood where we're going to start a campus and we're just going to walk and we're going to pray. Can I be honest with you today? I used to think that was a waste of time. That, that somehow that I could pray at home. Why do I need to go to the neighborhood where I was starting a church or where we were beginning a, an endeavor and walk? And what I've learned since that time is that the journey of walking is not to change that place so much or to change that circumstance, but so that I'm changed. Because when I walk slower with God, God begins to do some things in my life that he cannot do if I'm walking fast and if I'm hurrying from place to place. You know, I look back at my ministry and some of the most impactful times of my ministry was when I slowed down, when I just walked casually. You know, many times I had a schedule where I was going from one meeting to another where we were considering strategy or I was preparing uh, to get ready to talk for a message or something. But I look back and there were those Sundays where before the service, when I had my message written, I would simply walk slowly across our Rockwall campus auditorium, and I would notice people sitting there. And I could usually tell in the latter years if they were a visitor or not because they had a suit or they had a tie on, and they looked a little comfortable in it, and they were the only one in their section that was dressed like that. And I would stop, and I would say, is this your first weekend with us? Is this your first Saturday or first Sunday? And I would begin the conversation. And many times I would find that they had a crisis in their life that drove them to church or for the very first time, for some other reason, they were curious about spiritual things. And then I would begin to ask them if they had questions about faith or questions about uh, the Christian life. And they would ask those questions. And I literally had many opportunities to actually lead someone to faith in the auditorium before I ever stepped on the stage to preach. And it was because I was walking slowly in that auditorium. There were Sundays where we would have a teaching pastor preach instead of me. And I would walk slowly through our properties, either on our broadcast campus or one of the other campuses. And walking slowly, I would be 
begin to notice that there were people who were arriving early to greet people. And I was able to thank them for volunteering. I'd walk through the nursery or the preschool and I would see the volunteers that were sitting on the floor and visiting with the kids and making them feel comfortable so that their parents were free to go to the auditorium and hear the gospel without having a kid crawl all over them. And I had time to say, thank you for your service. And I think some of the greatest times of my ministry was not when I was hurrying from meeting to meeting and trying to cram things in and try to do more, but when I slowed down and I had time for relationships. And one of the things that I'm finding now in my life is that I'm walking slower than ever before. And it's not because I'm retired and it's not because I'm old and my knees hurt, although some days they do. It's because I've grown in my faith and I learned that there's some things that just don't happen in your spiritual development unless you're walking slow. Uh, one of the habits that is now in my life is to, to walk. I shoot for seven. If I'm lucky, I hit five. And I walk for multiple miles, usually for 45 minutes to an hour. And all I'm doing is talking to God, walking with the God who came here and walked with his disciples for three years. And I'm being discipled now in my 70s by a God who walks with me three miles per hour. Consider with me, if you would, just really quick, some benefits of walking every day with God slowly. Number one, it's health. Uh, when we walk, it's one of the, the greatest things we can do for our health. There's a, a professor who's at uh, Harvard. Uh, her name is Joanne Manson, and here's what she says. If there was a pill that people could take that would nearly in half, would cut in half the risk of stroke, diabetes, heart disease, re reduce the risk of cognitive decline, depression, reduce stress, improve emotional well-being, everyone will be clamoring to take it. It would be flying off the shelves. But that magic potion, that magic pill is available to everyone in the form of walking 30 minutes a day. So we're healthier when we just walk slowly on a regular basis with God. The second thing I would ask you to consider is that's when we come up with creative solutions. I don't know whether you noticed it or not, but when you're not involved in a task and when the phone is not pinging and people are not poking you for answers or solutions, that that's when you come up with answers and solutions. Some of the best ideas that I've ever had is when I've been on one of those walks with God. Uh, sometimes the best ideas that come while you're standing in the shower, just going through your regular routine of getting ready for the day. Uh, many times in that twilight, right before I fall asleep at night is when I come up with a solution that I've been struggling with all day long. Uh, somebody once said that, uh, in fact, it was the founder of Visa. Her name is Dee Hawk. She says, make space in the corner of your mind and creativity will fill it. Uh, that's been so true for me and I've shared this with my wife that she actually one Christmas gave me a pad of paper that can hang on the shower wall and there's a pen that will write in the water. And I also have another pad of paper that is there by my bedside so that when I'm going to sleep and God speaks to me in that space where I'm not rushing off to do something, I can capture uh, those ideas. Somebody once said that if you're going to have a fire, there's got to be some space between the combustibles. In other words, you can't just pile wood upon wood upon wood. There's got to be some air in there or the thing won't burn. And the same thing is true in your life, in your heart and in your mind. The third thing I would ask you to consider as a benefit 
to walking slowly is direction. In John, the 16th chapter, uh, verse 13, it says this. It says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will guide you into all the truth. Uh, over my lifetime, I've taken about 25 trips to the Holy Land, and it's always a great experience. But I noticed something early on. When I went with just a map, I would go places, I would find major places, but I would miss things because I would walk right by an artifact that I didn't know was there that had great significance out of the Bible. But the first time that I went with a guide, we would be going somewhere to a, a large destination and we would stop along the way. And he said, see that mountain there? Let me tell you what happened to that mountain. See that village there? This happened that you'll find in Matthew, the, the 18th chapter. And there were all kinds of things that I was missing because I had a map, but I didn't have a guide. Friends, the Bible is our map, but the Holy Spirit is our guide. And when we walk slowly with the Holy Spirit of God, he will point some things out to us. He will give us direction in our life that we wouldn't get otherwise. I want to read to you a great scripture from Isaiah. In Isaiah, the 30th chapter, it says this. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Now, several things out of that passage. First of all, it says that as we're trying to decide whether to go to the right or left, there is a voice if we will listen to it. And it's a still, small voice. If our life is noisy, we're not going to hear the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. But I also think it's interesting that it says, I will hear the voice behind me saying, you know why the voice is behind me? Because I'm walking too fast. And if I walk real fast, I get so far in advance of that voice, I won't hear that voice. But then it says that he will tell me where to walk. And so we find direction when we slow down. And many times we think we're getting somewhere really fast, but the problem is we're headed in the wrong direction and we're gonna to have to retrace our steps. And we're gonna to have to come back and we really not made that good of time when we have to remake those trips. And then the other thing we're gonna find that that leads us to is we're gonna find in slowing down and walking with God, we're gonna find conviction or correction. And let's be honest today, that's probably why most of us don't like to walk with God, because we know that when we walk with God and we pray the, pray the prayer that David prayed, when David prayed in Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart, try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any evil way in me, and then lead me in the way everlasting, that God doesn't hesitate. When we pray that prayer, I've never prayed that prayer that God didn't immediately tell me something that could change in my life that would improve not only my life, but would cause me to be a blessing to other people. And many times we don't find those white spaces in our life. We don't find that slower pace in our life because we're afraid of what God's going to say to us. I don't know if you've ever lost your phone or you've lost a set of keys and uh, you're trying to find it and you say to a family member, do you know where that is? And they say, well, well, retrace your steps, retrace your steps. And that's really what's going on when we walk slow with God. We're retracing our steps to try to remember where we left grace and where we forgot and put down forgiveness. And when we, where we misplace peace 
because we, we lose some of the things that are most valuable to us. And the only way to get them back is to retrace our steps with God. And he will remind us what is missing and where we left those things. But you know, the final thing that we're going to find when we walk with God on a regular basis, we're gonna find fellowship. You remember when uh, Jesus went to the home of Mary and Martha and Mary sat there at the feet of Jesus. She, she did more than just walk with God. She sat down at his feet. <laughs> and then Martha came and complained and said, would you, would you tell Mary to get up and to help me with this party that I'm, so, uh, I'm working so hard to try to impress you with? And Jesus looked at her and he loved Martha, but he said, you need to understand something. Mary has chosen the better thing. And the better thing for you and I is not to work hard to impress God or do something for God. It's to be with God. Because when you and I are with God, God changes us. And when God changes us and we are more like him, then we're going to make the best use of whatever time we have left. And we're going to go in the right direction. We're gonna stop wasting time and having to be corrected. We're going to fellowship with the God of the universe. And he's gonna give us all kinds of creative ideas. And he's going to give us health for many years of fruitful service uh, for him. Let me read to you one final scripture that comes from Micah, the sixth chapter in verse eight. And it says this, he has told you, O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. God bless you. Slow down this year. Take some space to walk with God and you'll find yourself doing more by doing less. Thanks for listening today. For more biblical teaching and worship, join us for our church online live weekend services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. For more information about all the digital ministries of Lake Point, visit lakepoint.church/digital. digital.